Is it rabbit season or duck season? And what's that got to do with why I'm launching a Substack newsletter? Hello, I'm Dr. Brad Fuller, and this is the Gig-Based Learning Podcast. Man, I've consumed masses of mass media in the last 50 years or so, so look out for plenty of Gen X pop culture references. I was born in the summer of 69. Here comes one now. As I make my way around the education community, I sometimes feel like Elmer J. Fudd in one of my favourite Looney Tunes, or was it Merry Melodies cartoons, from my childhood. In Rabbit Season, Duck Season, Elmer has to decide if it's Rabbit Season or Duck Season. His decision has dire consequences for Bugs Bunny or Daffy Duck, who try to convince Elmer they know the answer by yelling at him. Bugs says it's Duck Season, Daffy says it's Rabbit Season, and so forth and so on until Elmer makes a choice and bang. Other times, I feel like I'm Bugs or Daffy yelling at Elmer as I try to convince pre-service and or in-service classroom teachers to think differently, or maybe more like me, about their teaching. I think I developed this metaphor via my go-to foundation for music education, life and the universe, Elliot and Silverman's book, Music Matters, A Philosophy of Music Education, Second Edition. They present a line drawing on page 9 and ask if the reader sees a rabbit or a duck, which sets me off into the loop described above, or a myriad of other possibilities. So, why are Fuller, Elliot and Silverman, see what I did there, talking about rabbits and ducks? Well, music education has its own rabbit season, duck season. John Dewey explains it like this. He says, quote, Mankind likes to think in terms of extreme opposites. It is given to formulating its beliefs in terms of either-ors, between which it recognises no intermediate possibilities. That's from 1938, page 23. Classroom music teachers have layers of these either-ors to deal with from education generally and music education specifically. Dewey saw the overarching either-or for educators as the belief that education is, quote, development from within, based upon natural endowments versus... Formation from without, through a process of overcoming natural inclination and substituting in its place habits acquired under external pressure. In his time, at the dawn of the 20th century, he saw this playing out as traditional versus progressive education. A century later, this either-or thinking continues via never-ending debates like explicit instruction versus minimal guidance, open versus closed classrooms, knowledge-slash-content-rich curriculum versus discovery learning, teacher-directed versus student-directed, technology-restricted versus technology-rich, etc. ad nauseum. Then there's the music education layer, impacted by the overarching either-or, and adding a host of subject-specific either-ors like classical versus pop, Artist versus technician, notation versus oral, electric versus acoustic, canon versus current, aesthetic versus praxial, music two versus music one, that's a New South Wales, Australia thing, formal versus informal, etc. Ad nauseum. What's going on here? Given that Dewey outlined this all pretty carefully in 1938, why haven't we laid all of this to rest so we can get on with the business of educating the children? D&M, my affectionate nickname for David Elliott and Marissa Silverman, lay it out beautifully in two passages that changed my life and are really the raison d'etre for this blog. Why is this so, D&M? Quote, why? 
because the most fundamental concepts at the centre of our field music education, teaching, learning, creativity, listening, performing, curriculum, beauty, artistry, assessment and the like are conceptually, culturally, emotionally, ethically, practically and politically complex, ambiguous and ever-changing. This is why philosophers call these terms essentially contested concepts. Contested concepts are unstable, slippery, culturally situated and value-laden ideas that resist conclusive definitions and consensus. So according to Dewey and D&M, we're inclined to think in terms of either-ors, and our whole operation as music educators rests on either-ors that are essentially contested concepts. This explains the Elmer Fudd effect, TM, and why as music educators we can so often feel like we're being shouted at from either side. It's explicit instruction season. No, it's project-based learning season. No, it's explicit instruction season. Or, it's formal learning season. No, it's informal learning season. No, it's formal learning season. Bang. And there it is. A pretty compelling reason to start a blog and share it with you. In the land of music education, is it rabbit season or duck season? Does it have to be either or? Are there other seasons who gets to decide how? What does all this mean for me and what am I going to do about it? These kinds of questions have directed my research and reflection about music education and life for the last decade. I'm going to recount and continue my journey here and I invite you to join me in community, in dialogue. Bang. If you'd like to know more about gig-based learning, we have a website at, unsurprisingly, geekbasedlearning.com. On the website, you'll find information about our gig-based learning community of practice. It's for classroom music teachers who want to find other classroom music teachers and join with them to live the good life of good teaching. I hope to see you there.